Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. You know, for most people, investing means buying stocks, bonds, or funds. But you may also be able to turn a profit with a nice bottle of Cabernet or Sauvignon Blanc if you know how to pick them. Yeah, I'm talking about investing in wines. No joke. Like any other alternative investment, buying wine can provide your portfolio with an excellent source of diversification. Stocks and bonds go through familiar cycles of boom and bust. But collectibles like fine wine, they deliver investment returns with little to no correlation to traditional assets. And they may even be negatively correlated with the stock market. Not only that, wine offers a unique source of diversification because it's value is based on factors that have little relation to the performance of the economy, interest rates, corporate earnings, or even conventional investor sentiment. Let's find out more about wine investment and how you can assess the investment potential of a bottle of wine. On the line with me is Jamie Ritchie, Global Chairman for Sotheby's Wine. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Elliot. How are you? Very good, sir. I'm probably going to need a bottle of wine after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in New York, so I'm ready for one. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Most beautiful city in the world. Love New York. Jamie, Sotheby's Wine offers a selection of the world's best wines through both retail and auction. Tell us a little bit about the business model. Uh, so our business model is primarily in the secondary market where we're essentially uh, reselling wine that's already been sold. Uh, so that has a secondary market value. It's been bought and uh, acquired by someone, and then they're reselling it normally because they've just got too much wine and they can't possibly consume what they've got in their cellars. Uh, and then we have a retail business, which is in the primary market, so you can't always buy everything you need to buy at auction. Uh, things like champagne, white burgundy, uh, new release of red burgundy okay. are really offered through the primary market. So we offer both. Right, right. What is uh, the investing scene like in our region and here in Singapore? So well, Singapore has always been a very, very strong wine market. Lots of our wine lovers and lots of interest in wine um, is driven mostly by consumption. But obviously people have bigger appetites. Wine per bottle is relatively low price of acquisition compared to a house, a car, jewelry, art. And so generally people tend to acquire more, more than, uh, than they can consume. Uh, the, the, the market in Singapore and in all, throughout all Southeast Asia has actually been very strong. It's been rising. Um, and yeah, Asia overall as a category, including uh, Hong Kong, mainland China and Taiwan, has really been driving the global fine wine market for the last 10 years. Mm. Hey, it's really been picking up. Uh, in, uh, well, at least that's my observation. Uh, yes. I mean, so the interest in fine wine is growing. Forty uh, percent of our, of our buyers, uh, of our new buyers are under 40. And what we're seeing is globally, all around the world, throughout Asia, uh, Latin America, North America, and Europe, is a younger demographic coming into it. So more and more wine drinkers, more and more consumers wanting to enjoy wines. And, and wines, the greatest wines uh, from the greatest vintages are in limited supply. There's obviously a number of bottles get consumed every year. Mm. I'm trying to put a comparison here, sort of apples to apples, but not really. How is it different, you know, investing in wine versus another thing, investing in whiskey? That is also a trend that's come up. Oh, yes. Whiskey has been a huge growth part of our business. In 2018, it was just 3% of our business, and now it's 25% of our business. So we've seen enormous interest. Uh, It started with Scotch whiskey, and then it went to uh, Japanese, uh, and then to American whiskey. So enormous growth in the spirits market. Um, What I would say with with both wine and and, uh, and whiskey 
is that obviously it, it is a very liquid um, asset. Um, so, you know, you obviously can consume it, um, and uh, many people do. Many people collect as well as consume. Uh, and, you know, the, as I said, the average price per bottle or per case of wine um, is relatively low compared to other things. So it's easy to get involved in it. It does obviously require, you know, wine requires a little bit more uh, care than, than spirits do. It needs to be kept at a constant uh, cool temperature around 55 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, humidity, etc. So it's not something that, yeah, it's not like a work of art you can hang in your house. Mm-hmm. You do need to take care of it um, and store it under the correct conditions to maintain its value. Mm. Uh, Jimmy, I bet you get this question all the time. Uh, which is better returns, wine or whiskey? Well, I mean, so I mean, that's interesting. It depends on what sort of time period you look at oh. and or, uh, what, what quality level you're buying. So the greatest returns uh, in both wine and whiskey come from buying the best of the best, so the best producer in the best vintage um, that you can afford, um, and buying it in the, in the correct quantity. So in whiskey, it's mostly sold by the bottle. Mm. In wine, it's mo- mostly sold by the case. So that's either three, six, or 12 bottles. Um, you can look at, uh, you know, recently, I would say that whiskey has been on a tear, um, and, uh, and the prices of Scotch and Japanese and American whiskey have been very, very strong. Uh, but you can also say that that's the same category for Burgundy, which is, if you like, mm. the, the epitome of finesse for wine. Mm. So, I mean, it, I guess it's sort of a similar question to everything that you've just pointed out. If I really wanted to understand this, Mark, how do I assess the investment potential of a bottle of wine? So I, mean, I think you do have to be, it is like any market, you do have to be interested in the category to learn about it and to acquire knowledge about it. And so if you really don't have any interest in it, then I would say it's probably not an investment category for mm-hmm. you. But if you are interested in acquiring knowledge about it, understanding which are the best producers, which are the best vintages, uh, then, then you, know, you can start acquiring that knowledge. And obviously, you know, nowadays we get most of our knowledge online by Googling and yeah. searching and looking, looking for sites. You should also really search out a trusted advisor who can advise you. Um, there are many people who are trustworthy in the industry, um, but there are some who aren't trustworthy. So make sure that you find uh, yeah, a credited source that re- you can really trust and then ask for them for advice. You can certainly ask, yeah, come to Sotheby's and, and yeah, we have 20 specialists worldwide um, yeah, who give people advice about how to um, what, what to buy, both for enjoyment and for um, for laying down. Mm. And are there things like I don't know tax benefits that I should look at as well? Uh, that, that probably are. I mean, yeah, we, we don't give any tax advice, so okay, we okay. recommend that you we, we recommend you go to your accountant because the regulations are different in every country, um, and so it's really it really is country specific. Mm. Jamie, I bet this is another question you get quite often. Uh, are there any risks when it comes to wine investment? I mean, if it's not going to increase in value, just drink the bottle of wine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. But, but there are just a couple of things you want to look out for. You want to look out for making sure it's authentic. So if you're buying very rare, uh, super rare wines in large format bottles, etc., you want to make sure it's authentic. You also want to make sure it's in good condition. So not only does it, the appearance look good, but it's been stored well throughout its lifetime. So that yeah, when you when you pull the cork, it will be an enjoyable drink. Hmm. Um, and then you've got to look at the cost of, of, of doing it. You've got to look at your full acquisition costs. Uh, you're going to understand that any shipping costs to you uh, you need to look at the storage and insurance uh, costs if you're going to resell it. So you just need to take into account everything and, and obviously any resale fees. So you just need to understand what the market is um, before diving into it. Okay. Jamie, tell us a little bit about your experience at the Wine Industry Symposium at Wine Pinnacle Awards. What was that like? Oh, that was fantastic because it was really a group of, um, of industry leaders um, from all over the industry and talking about fantastic subjects 
um, you know, from social media and how to drive engagement to what's going on in Sing- the, the Singapore market, the Jap- Japanese market, the Korean market, which are all strong growth markets, um, to what's been happening throughout China during COVID, uh, to the, you know, the, the investment side of wine. So it's a fantastic group of industry leaders where we really learned and understood and talked together. And obviously for me, it was a great opportunity to network and meet a a number of people who I hadn't met before. So a a fantastic occasion, which was rich in education. Mm, Must have been quite a nice post-COVID feeling as well to have everyone in the same room. What does it reflect in terms of the future of wine investing? Uh, well, I think you know there, there's grow, growing interest globally uh, from a, from a younger group of people. So, and obviously, wealth created by a younger group of people. So, the uh, the older generation is still collecting, enjoying, and drinking. But you've got many, many new people coming into it. There's so much interest in the in the subject. And what we're seeing is as everything has shifted online during the pandemic, a lot of uh, the new buyers are coming in through you know the online, uh, you know, the Sotheby's app, the website, etc. We we now broadcast all of our auctions live. You know, during the auction, so we're seeing a lot of um, of interest, you know, from from younger people coming in, you know, without actually uh, needing to come to to visit us or to uh, or necessarily to talk to us. Mm. Jamie, just some closing thoughts. I know you've definitely covered this throughout our conversation, but I mean, for anyone that wants to start and wants to invest in their first bottle of wine as an investment, what's the one advice you would give? So just just do a little bit of research um, around uh, around what you're going to be investing in. Yeah, there's lots of transparency about pricing online. There's a great website called winesearcher.com uh, that people can look at. So just understand what the market dynamics are. If you go to our website, we have actually indices um, which which illustrate the the different um, you know, performances of different wines over time. And and you, know, you should be if you're looking to invest in wine, you really should be buying the best of the best, so the best producer of the best vintage. Um, and that's really where you'll 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 be rewarded. And don't get tempted to drink the wine that you invested in. <laughs> well, it, it's a it's, it's a liquid asset for two reasons, and um, <laughs> and yeah, the, the enjoyment side of it is uh, it cannot be negated. Sharing a bottle of wine is you know culturally you know for for every generation, but particularly for the younger generation is uh, is getting more and more important. And uh, yeah, we we savor and enjoy those moments when we open a bottle of wine and share it with friends. Love it. I've been speaking with Jamie Ritchie, who is Global Chairman Sotheby's Wine. Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. Take care and have a great day. Thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.